0: Lexio Divina, the framework of the Theresian Prayer by Father Sam Anthony Morello, Discalced Carmelite. This is the definition he gives of Lexio Divina, and I'm going to give it to you in the most simplistic form. It is the divine reading, seeking communion with Christ, careful, repetitious, recitation of a short text of scripture, an effort to fathom the meaning of the text and make it personally relevant to oneself, exposure to the divine presence, to God's truth and benevolence. That is the description being given to us on Lexia Divina. He also talks about meditation and seeking to acquire the mind of Christ. In contemplation, this is what he had to say. Here God takes the soul's thirst and feeds it hunger. The flesh is not at odds with the spirit. The light of God's presence shines through the soul experientially experimentally the love of God is no longer abstract but concretely poured into the receiving self one can see oneself being loved and loving in return the person is more still and passive our God is passing by contemplation tastes, provides solid food contemplation is the sweetness that refreshes Meditation gets to the inner substance. Prayer demands by desire. And contemplation experiences by delight. So that is the beautiful definition of Lexio Divina. For those of you, my brothers and sisters, who do not know much about Lexio Divina, I have a very special treat for you tonight. I'm going to share with you my assignment on Lectio Divina. I had to answer... 10 questions this month in my studies as a Dominican lay person. I am in the candidacy phase and the very first question was, what is it about Lexio Divina that seems to fit so well into the Dominican spirituality? Already blessed to be professed as a Franciscan, I have had a solid foundation as a Catholic and as a Franciscan. However, God has called me to enter into the Dominican charism as well. Furthering my studies, enriching and expanding my scope of how the lay members grew through one another by studying the faith. Here at Queen of Peace, I have been very blessed to have a shepherd like Father Patrick and his associate pastor, Father Paul Thomas. They have both mentored me for the last five to seven years. Father Paul arrived just two years after we had moved here. Those being the best academic years of my life, I attended Lexio Divina class weekly with the beloved friend and teacher, Ethel Morrison. Her devotion to God and the Catholic faith did reveal to me personally the importance of knowing and living within the truth of what the Catholic Church teaches. It is then we have the groundwork to enter more deeply into the interior life. And that was something that was very important to Ronnie before she died. She wanted to bring as many lay people closer to the interior life with Christ. And I have to say I was paying attention and she captured me as one of her fish in her net, definitely. The second question is, Lexia Divina reflects Christ in what way? And my response was deeply, powerfully and profoundly, mysteriously, bringing us closer to the person and the teachings of moral law. We read, we learn, we go into the crypt of treasure, which is and belongs to Jesus Christ. Our thirst is quenched each time we tap into the well of knowledge of the Great I Am. We dive deeply into the joyful, sorrowful, glorious and luminous mysteries, having an understanding, life-sustaining knowledge. As Dominicans, we never stop furthering our knowledge of Christ and Lexio Divina is the perfect segue, leading us spiritually as Dominicans and as Christians living to serve Christ. I do have experiences that I would like to share with you and our Dominican lay group, best explaining Lexio Divina in my own words. When reading a verse from the Bible, we take turns focusing upon the verse we were given to read. As we re-read our verse, something is happening to us, something is deepening within us. My guess is that we are welcoming Christ, His truth, into the very depth of our mind, heart, and soul. The words jump off the page into our lips, into the voice, mouth, soul, and eyes. Then, remaining inside of our being, we contemplate and meditate Christ within us, and He stirs deeply inside of us, and we slowly begin to change. Deep down, we all desire to become holy. When we read and reread Holy Scripture, God is present. He is in our midst reminding us of ourselves, our weaknesses, and he tries to help us to heal us through recognizing the weaknesses in our life that need his help. Lectio Divina is a great tool that we as Catholics and the laity use to hear the voice of God speaking directly to one's heart. Lectio approaches us first at a distance and then later on proves to be upfront, close, and personal. It is there we meet Christ intimately, and we allow ourselves to go further and deeper into his holy presence and be exactly where he wants to take us. The third question. Some roadblocks we may encounter while reading scripture. This may sound strange, but I can recall the difficulty I had once experienced when trying for the first time to read the Bible. I could not comprehend a word. It didn't dawn on me at the time, but looking back, the Lord and I were separated from one another. I needed to receive a really good confession, and until I did, the book of truth remained closed from my every effort in learning more about my faith. Fortunately, I had overcome the hurt, the sorrow, and mistakes of yesterday, and God and I were ready for my maturity to begin. To begin in Him and only Him, once I was able to clear my conscience, the Lord unlocked the book of truth for me to study noise, any distraction, audible or memorable, cannot help but set one back in reading and comprehending Christ. Obedience toward him places us in the forefront where he belongs and where we belong too. We receive an invitation to further understand scripture through the eyes, mind, heart, and ears of our Lord, who loves us dearly and wants the deepest relationship imaginable. Lexio divina means divine reading, its elements are seeking communion with Christ, dwelling upon scripture, text in the divine presence, for the sake of radical change in Christ, making one pursuant of faith, hope, and charity. Lexio Divina is prayer over Scripture, exposure to divine truth and benevolence. Number four. Why do Dominicans say Contemplatio? I found this question one that I could not answer my own without having delved into the New Wine Dominican Spirituality, A Drink Called Happiness by Paul Murray, Order of Preachers, and Timothy Radcliffe, Order of Preachers. Cardinal Villot described Dominic as a stupefyingly free, crying out to God at the top of his voice, an open book to his brethren. On page 11, Dominic prays privately, intense, humble devotion, ecclesial. The core of his life was profound contemplative love of God with a affiliated and oppressed in the place he accorded to others out of contemplation itself. Phase association with Dominic's service, 13th century late phase, contemplata allas trateria to pass to others what we have contemplated. God has given Dominic a special grace to weep for sinners. Afflicted, oppressed, he bore their distress in most trying of his compassion and warmth Sympathy. he felt further in his heart spilled over in his tears which flowed from his eyes so in addition to that answer um, question number four um, Father Sam Anthony Morello just Carmelite tells us this here God takes the soul's thirst and feeds it hunger The flesh is not at odds with the spirit. The light of God's presence shines through the soul, experimentally. The love of God is no longer abstract but concretely poured into the receiving self. One can see oneself being loved and loving in return. The person is more still and passive. Our God is passing by. That's a beautiful definition of contemplation. Number five, in order to achieve a clear understanding of the juxtaposition of body and spirit and in mental prayer, reconcile these two truths. The first basic truth without which we cannot get it very far is that the life of prayer is not the result of technique, but a gift we receive. And secondly, still, we are not pure spirit, but creatures of spirit and body, and we need to learn how to use space and time in the service of the spirit. Material Conditions for Mental Prayer The most privileged time for prayer we have is after we receive the Holy Eucharist in the state of grace. It is then a very sacred time that begins with our Lord. Just 30 minutes a day in mental prayer suggested. This time of faithful mental prayer can be sought best in a room full of silence, even in your own home. To bear much fruit, the length of time we offer back to God returns to us with much grace. Ideally, a full hour each day Weak in adoration is even better for us if we could reflect Christ in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament as it is exposed in the Adoration Chapel. It is there that we receive the great benefit of seeking the grace of God through his real presence. At home, having and creating your very own prayer room creates the space you need for disciplining yourself to the prayerful service of God, and light a candle leads us back into the gospel presence and light. Twenty-one's attention to God returns to mental prayer. Kneeling with hands open enable us to focus on God. This is how we use space and time in the servants of the spirit. Number six, describe the time and place and physical attitude of mental prayer. Mental prayer should have a certain stillness, stability enabling prayer to be a real exchange of love at a deep level. Movement of love, slow, peaceful, stable, Attitude involve our whole being in receiving God and giving of ourself. With Lectio Divina, reading of scripture, spiritual books, meditation, consists of reading scripture slowly, trying to understand what God wants to tell us through text and how to apply it to our lives. The purpose of reading is to increase our love for God. Read slowly, providing nourishment for the soul, turning it into prayer, conversion with God, acts of thanksgiving or adoration, Ending with a prayer summing up all we have meditated, thanking our Lord for it and asking Him for the grace to put it into practice. Number seven, explore the pitfalls of the present day mindset in relation to meditation. It may become a mental exercise, then a movement of the heart, ending up paying more attention to considerations we make about our God than to God Himself. The mind can no longer meditate and read things or make considerations. Dryness often means God wants to lead the soul into a way of mental prayer that is stark, deep, and passive. Read as to pray about points that strike us. A more active research for God keeps us from falling into a sort of laziness or slackness in mental prayer. Lexio Divina should have a place in everyone's spiritual life. Essential to read scripture, try to force things by attempting mechanical, tiring repetition would end in nervous tension. Deep prayer is not the result of technique, only grace. Number eight, what are the advantages of the Jesus prayer and the role the name of Jesus holds within it? Excellent kind of mental prayer being united to God makes present the person. Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on me a sinner. How is praying the rosary a sign of Mary's maternal presence? Mary leads us into her own prayer, giving access to humanity of Jesus and introduces us to the mysteries of her Son. Mary's heart gives us access to Jesus' heart. With the rosary, we reach in our peace and communion with God. The rosary is a very valuable way of entering into grace of deep, loving prayer. Mary wishes to lead the hearts of all of her children back to the Father through prayer. And lastly, How were Blessed Fra Angelico and Blessed Imelda faithful to prayer? Fra Angelico was faithful to the promises he made as the Dominican to preach the gospel after having contemplated it in prayer. He put his creativity at the disposal of the Lord. He used his talents to transmit to all people sublimity, redemptive strength of divine mysteries. In 1445, Eugene IV, Nicholas V, contracted him for a task of frescoing several rooms in the Vatican Palace. He died on February 18, 1455, in Convent Santa Maria, Sopra Minerva, in Rome. He lived a poor, humble life, refusing honor and position. Profound religious spirit characterized the life of the artist. October 18, 1984, John Paul II, on his knees, proclaimed Fra Angelico's tomb, universal patron of artists. The Incarnation was one of Fra Angelico's favorite themes, and he painted 25 variations of it. Lastly, Blessed Imelda was intensely Eucharistic, told us of Jesus' love in the sacrament, suggested we learn to know him there, as she did. Her parents raised her to love the Catholic faith. She loved prayer and the Mass. Her mom taught her how to cook and sew for the poor and perform corporal works of mercy. At age nine, her parents gave permission to her to live with Dominican nuns at neighboring monastery. Imelda longed to receive Holy Communion with the nuns. Saints became her secret companion. In nurturing the longing she felt to receive Jesus intimately in the sacrament of the Eucharist, she begged to receive the Eucharist at the vigil of the Ascension, praying quietly in the chapel as sisters received communion, and Jesus did a little insisting of his own. After Mass went on, clearing the altar, heard a noise and looked up to the choir to see Amelda, a glowing light shining above her head with sacred hosts suspended in the light. Chaplain was called at once. He understood Jesus was making his desire known. Let the children come to me and do not stop them. The priest gave Amelda first Holy Communion. Amelda kneeling with a smile on her face. Her body was still. She died of pure joy. She continues to offer the witness of a child with mature desires and a faith unspoiled in its intensity. So my brothers and sisters, we have this beautiful lesson today that I'm learning and I'm sharing with you to expand your knowledge of Lexio Divina and what it means to become a divine reader, to delve more deeply into the scripture, to seek communion with Christ and have this careful repetition and recitation of short text verses in scripture, and to be one with Christ, and to be exposed to the divine presence of God's truth and benevolence. That is my hope, that is my prayer, that is my wish that you enter more deeply into the interior life.